It's time for the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. It's a lock. I hit the 7 iron like John Davey hits the 3. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken yeah. dinner! Jerome Espinosa is a Class A PGA professional and director of instruction at 8 Greatest Performance Center. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! We will talk all things New Mexico golf, hear from voices all around the world of golf, and even give some swing tips to improve your game. All you got to do is just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a roof. Now, Get ready for playing golf here's PGA Pro Jerome Espinoza. Hello, I'm Jerome Espinosa. Welcome to 8 Grays Golf Show on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. We'll be here until 11 o'clock today. And with my co-host, cohort here, David Muddit, another PGA Golf professional. Welcome, David. Thank you. Um, we also have interview with uh, Danny Bowen, New Mexico State women's golf coach. Again, so, you know, I'm director of golf, A-grade's golf coach, been around New Mexico, played basketball, went to high school, did all that stuff around here, was a high school basketball coach. So, you know, we'll be talking about our Sun Country PJ, which includes New Mexico, West Texas, I guess, New Mexico, El Paso. Yeah. So we'll try and stay in that zone. So thanks for joining us, and uh, let's get started. With me is our co-host, guest host, whatever we want to call him. What do we call you? you call me David. <laughs> Mr. David Muddit, um, another golf <clears throat> professional from our section. So we're excited about what we're doing here. We're um, you know glad to be on and glad to be able to talk everything golf. And David, he's played in five PJs? Five, yeah. That's a pretty good feat. Um, so he's played with a number of people, so we'll steal some of his expertise and we'll discuss and argue and see what we can come up with for golf. So welcome. Um, let's start with the, the week in golf. So this week in golf, uh, PGA Tour is out in Mexico. So, you know, one of your Euros. He's pretty good. Yeah, he is. Spaniard, John Rahm wins. He has been on fire lately. I saw a couple stats that he was, him, Greg Norman, and Tiger have won quite a bit for his age. He's still young, and no one realizes that. How many times has he won? It was an astronomical stat. I did not get the photo More of it. More than Rory or Dustin? Surely not. That's what they said. It had him, Greg Norman, and Tiger on some picture. So, you know, it's pretty impressive. I don't, I don't even know if he's 27. We're not super factual here. Let's have a look. But we'll, we'll let David do our research for us. I would, yeah. Over under, what would you say his wins are? 18. What? I would have said 10. So, yeah, we got John Rahm winning in Mexico, you know, where they hit the ball seven miles. I don't know if people understand this, but the... I thought they were at sea level. They were in Puerto Vallarta, weren't they? They weren't in Mexico City, I don't think. Oh, well, see, David's our stat man. Yeah, Thanks for him thank for God being on tour. Us. I thought they were in Mexico City. Yeah, I mean, if I wasn't there, I don't know what we'd be doing. <laughs> I guess we wouldn't have a show. <laughs> Next thing is, David's looking for some of that stuff, but we have a big week. PJ Tour wins seven. Seven, huh? Wow. He's won seven on the European Tour. Maybe it was the percentage that I saw, percentage of wins or Maybe. something like that. But here locally that's happening that's huge is NCAA Regionals Conference Championships took place, and you know we had some things take place. So New Mexico State Aggies, I'm not an Aggie, I'm a Lobo, so, but I'll give the Aggies some love. But the men finished fourth in conference, so they don't get through. Not going to regionals. Um, local kid, Aiden Thomas, he did get through. So he qualified as an individual. individual. Yeah, I believe pretty, he finished fourth. I think he's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, Aiden. Aiden's, I've not played with him. But. He's a feisty little player. Um, little guy, you know. I think he went to St. Pius High School, but 
he's had a heck of a career out there so far. He's still, I believe he's still a junior, but yeah, Aiden's going to, to nationals. I can't remember where he's going, but he qualified. Sweet. So is good that, for him. Is that Congrats. Regu- regular division one nationals size? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I want to say he's going to Houston is where I thought I saw that he qualified to, to go. So nice congrats to, to yeah. congrats to him and good luck. We, you know, wish you the best of luck. Lobo men finished fifth in conference. Talked to coach yesterday. Their, their first round was horrible. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I saw their first round and was completely shocked. I think they were in last after the first round. Man. However, um, last round, I think they were 12 under. In the third round. Where did they play it? They were in Washington. Seattle, I thought, is what coach told me. However, they are ranked so high. I believe they're as high as 23rd in one of the national rankings. So they are, they're in. They're, they qualified as a five seed. I mean, that's pretty good. You think about NCAA basketball, if you rank number 23 in the country, I, you're pretty good. Well, the Lobos don't get a lot of love from no. people. I mean... The golf team, anyway, the men, they are, they're unbelievable. So it, the, the program's good year after year, isn't it? It's unbelievable. There's a lot of Lobos on tour. Oh, there's over, a, the, over the years, you know. Worldwide. I mean, you know, you got Victor yeah. Perez, you got Catlin. You know, Catlin. There's, there's a ton of them out there yeah. playing. So, yeah, I mean, Coach has done a phenomenal job. Their facilities, if you haven't seen them down at UNM South, they're flat range, they're chipping, they're, I mean, they have a phenomenal facility. facility. It's, it's nice. So they get a six seed in Palm Beach Gardens. They get to play, you know, where PJ National is. What do you think of there? You played there? I've played there. I played there last year. Um, it's difficult golf course. That's you don't realize how tight it is. Yeah, you see it on TV. Florida courses normally are not that tight. That course is tight. There's a lot of water. There's a lot. Tons of water. Of water. A lot of crocodiles. There is. I played there, and there was one. On Alligator is not crocodiles. Crocodiles oh. are salt water. <laughs> So, yeah, they go play there at PGA National. Again, talked to Coach yesterday a little bit, and he's pretty excited. I I don't know what they're going to play that. I think on tour they play it as a par 70, and that That's makes brutal. that golf course That's brutal extremely difficult. Yeah. So that that course will be interesting. I know he was really excited. They got a really good team. They've been playing really well all season, so we'll hope that they get into Nationals. I think they got to finish top five to get in, so... Coach, we're rooting for you guys. Good luck. Also, locally, U.S. Open qualifier happened at UNM South this week. I believe it was Monday or Tuesday. Personally, forgot to sign up. I don't think I think David forgot. No, I couldn't do it. Well, there you go. I was couldn't preparing for the radio show. But, yeah, we can tell. <laughs> um, but a couple locals, Jerry Pelletier, you know, young Jerry from El Paso, Texas. He rips it. He seven under. He had a great round. He eagled That's, nine. It, I looked at his scorecard. It was he played really well. So Jerry moves on to. They just to, had one at New Mexico State too. They did. Um, I didn't. I don't know who qualified out so of there. Daniel Medina. Daniel Medina, local golf guy at in El Paso. From El Paso. It's been around for a long time. Uh, it doesn't say if they're amateurs or not. I think Daniel's a newly turned pro. I just saw him at Painted Dunes because he was he played as an amateur forever. Yeah, he was. So I, I believe he's a newly turned pro. And then Scott Resigna from Reno, Nevada. They were your two, th- under yeah. 68, 268. Interesting. So also at UNM that qualified is James Gerke. He's like a an amateur legend here in town, uh, man. Gerke is tough. James can, I mean, I've 
I was coaching high school golf when he was a little tiny kid, like tiny. I mean, he's like 6'4 now, 6'5. I don't think he he's was, cut his hair since. I Probably not. But his <laughs> short game was phenomenal as a little little tiny kid playing on varsity. He'd get up and down from anywhere. Now he grew to 6'5. And, I mean, he's, he hits he's a good player. He hits it hard. Yeah. I yeah. think I believe I read he eagled 18 to steal the spot. So pretty really? good eagle on 18 at UNM South. Yeah, especially, yeah. He moves the ball left to right, too. You've got to move it right to left from that back tee box. That tree's <laughs> in your way. Absolutely. So that's a good And throw. then that green's not, I mean, I don't know if he chipped in, put it in, but that green is gigantic. So depending on where the yeah. flag stick was. You never pin high either. That's impossible. Yep, absolutely. So those two guys move on, the U.S. Open local, which is awesome to see. Patrick Bayhan is an alternate from New Mexico State. Patty Bayhan. I, I, I didn't even know he was still around. I want to say he's a forest ranger these days, but he, he? could absolutely golf his yeah, ball. Yeah, he was good. He won the city tournament. Shot ridiculous scores that one year, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pat was also another La Cueva golfer, so, you know, there's quite a few of those guys. I believe first alternate out of the UNM was Sam Saunders, so little Sammy gets it. He'll probably get in. Two under, so I know he's hoping to get in. He's chasing it all over the place on the different tours so you know we root for those guys we play against those guys we th see those guys so did he get a start yet on the corn ferry i know he mondayed into valero, yeah, valero texas Open, so he does have he has stats on the corn ferry i don't know i don't think he's got any starts yet though. yeah i haven't seen i know he's been playing out in florida and some of those all pro tours and different stuff like that so i'm not sure if i've seen him on the corn ferry yet great player though i mean sammy is yeah. tougher than nails and he's been at it for a while so Hopefully he gets in. That $100,000 first prize in Colorado helps. Absolutely. And, you know, San Juan and some of these other big ones that he's yeah. won, he's, he's done a heck of a job. So uh, moving on, a local thing that I wanted to kind of go over, and David and I can, you know, debate and talk about this a little bit that I think is pretty important, is you guys are all experiencing it right now at golf courses, but uh, aeration, how about that? What do you think aer aeration's tough, but they have to do it? And yeah. so... And it's always when the greens are perfect. Every single time. Or, yeah. or still sleeping. Yeah. So it takes them, in the spring, it takes forever. Well, for we, just, we don't get any moisture. You, you, has to, you have to get some rain. Like you go to Dallas and you look at those punch greens, three weeks they're normally good to go. But it rains. And yep. it's humid. Here it's just so dry. Well, and we can go from 80 to 40 in a matter of well, days out I here. I mean, too. and it does typically every day this time of year. It's 80 in the day and it's... 40 at night <laughs> and one day of wind and all that sand's gone and now you just got holes in your greens yeah absolutely so i know everyone's going through that with the greens right now is aeration it is necessary i will tell you that it probably helps your putting though doesn't it uh it's like playing plinko so maybe yeah slow bumpy greens just smash it through the greens that, that's what you master do. the slow bumpy greens yep you just smash it and hopefully it goes in. That's where that lag in your stroke comes from. Auto two putts. That's what you do. Auto two putts on aerated greens. But speaking of greens, something that, you know, David and I play quite a bit around at least what we call the sun country. So New Mexico and El Paso. David also obviously plays national stuff. But we'll talk in locally here. Here's a question. What are the best greens that we play in our section? New Mexico, El Paso. Uh, I know I have my answer, but I want to hear yours. There's a couple. I would say Lovington Country Club Absolutely. and Santa Fe Country Club are your top two. Those are 
exactly what I thought. Artesia yeah. used to be amazing. Artesia are good. I haven't played there in a long time. But. I know their superintendent moved over to Rio Doso at Rainmakers that had them when we used to play them. Exceptional. But I, Lovington, Santa Fe, CC, absolutely. Man. I mean, when he gets Lovington running... <laughs> I mean, those things are running like a 12 or a 13, and there's a lot of slope in them. It's, they're, they're impossible at times. Well, yeah, it's that, always blowing, too. That back nine or whatever, the new nine that they built that has, out, like, tons of slope, those things are – I think I the first time I played in that Pro-Am, a practice round, I had a 10-foot putt, and I had 20 coming back. Oh, That's how fast they were. You probably weren't even on the green because they're small, too. Yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> 30 feet, there's no way. No, that place is unbelievable. I don't know if it's, you know, 100% private, but if you're ever down in the Lovington area and can get out you there. You can play it. I'm pretty sure it's just a public golf course. And Santa Fe Country Club, I believe, is the same thing. Yeah, you it's can the same get up thing, there. Yeah. They have members, but you can still play it. It is it is a yeah. complete treat to play and or put on those greens for sure. They're unreal. And you just tell Marty Ivy that I sent you. And he'll <laughs> probably charge you double. <laughs> Probably so. He might give you a couple of free range balls. But, I mean, other than that, like, I mean, Albuquerque Country Club has exceptional greens as well. But yeah. here in town, if you think about it, I mean, I can tell you this, and, you know, we know him. He's a friend of ours. Zach over at Twin, their greens have gotten massively better. Then they punched him. Well, <laughs> I, I think I took a kid there last week, and they're, yeah. they're really, really good already. They might have figured it out. I mean, they got a lot of national events coming up. I hope they keep them that way. No, I mean, it's... You know where else has really, really good greens? They haven't really necessarily lately, but Four Hills Country Club, the Canyon Club, they can get to where they're impossible to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're five, firm. Number nine, well, number 17. Oh, 17. You can't even keep be, it on the green when they're too fast. 17 needs to be exploded. I don't know. Just like, extend just, it backwards. Make So you've got a little flat part of the green. Yeah, that. <clears throat> I can tell you this. I ran a tournament there, a qualifier for a four-ball when I was working for the section, we had it's a two-day event, so obviously you have to move the <laughs> hole, and it started blowing thirty, and it was virtually unplayable. Like if you you had to lay up on a par three, and if you made par, you made up two strokes on the field. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, that canyon wind comes in. I worked there for two years. I forget which event we were running, but we had this pin on seventeen that it was a little dicey, and then that canyon wind came in. Coming out of the canyon, so down the hill, we sat there and watched people putting it off the green from three feet, and I just covered my face and ran well, away. <laughs> I could tell you that's what I did for the tournament. They called me on the radio, said, hey, there's a problem, and I just said, everyone leave. I'm going to go over there and just let people light into me, and believe me, they did. They called me every name in the book, but as I watched, you had to miss the green. If you were on the green, you were making bogey or double you couldn't keep it on the green so you're telling me you made a mistake well yeah i'll admit that i, I made a mistake too. you can do I it mean, at four hills so fast <laughs> i did one on number five too and it's like you get that if the wind changes it all if it comes out of the canyon there's nothing you can do about it it's like you know and you, they're they're playing state there this week mm. so you got uh, we'll see what those look like and if it's supposed to be windy too perfect this week for those kids you know, um, state high school's going on this week. So what is that? Is that every level? Or no, it's five A, triple A. Is it Canyon Club? Oh, uh, it's not five A, six A, four A, whatever. Four A is it Santa Ana, mm. and five A is it Twin Warriors. So mm. those kids are getting to play 
three of the best for sure. Say that again. Twin, Four Hills. And Santa Ana. Santa Ana. Santa Ana's greens can get really good too. Yeah, absolutely. I think I know. They used to be really good when they had the New Mexico Open there. Well, when Did you there ever was, play that? When there was a four ball there and they used to have the Nike event, mm. that's when they were. But again, you said it. They're having a couple gigantic tournaments coming up out there at that yeah. facility. I don't know if the senior one or the ladies one, they're not going to use Santa Ana, I don't think. But the PNC next April will be using Santa Ana. Absolutely. I, yeah. I would think the senior has to. Maybe. I thought the senior was only like 156 uh, players, but I could be wrong. They might have changed that. I'm not a senior just yet. <laughs> You'll find out soon. Yeah, I'm close. Me and Steve Manning, you know? I mean, well, he is. Well, no, we spoke about it the other day. He didn't He didn't have any years in his 50s. <laughs> he went from 49 to 60 just by growing a goatee. <laughs> he sure did. Um, you know, Sandia's greens, those are always pretty good. They can get them fast. For too. the New Mexico Open, I'll never forget. Again, I was working it, watched some guys play, and it was <laughs> nearly unfair. I watched guys hit wedges, and, I mean, it was bouncing 10 feet, and they are probably rolling 14. Yeah. I think you uh, were in that one. I did. I played with Sam Saunders. Yeah, it was brutal. You couldn't, yeah, it was, it was really, really difficult. And that golf course is long. If you have anything other than a wedge, you have, well, people with wedges had no chance, so... Yeah, I mean, I remember eight times landing and releasing 30 or 40 feet from, yeah. the, from the fairway. But that's great because when they had it there a few years before that, guys were shooting 62 because it was soft and wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And that place is pretty wide open. People don't understand that. You don't really get for those trouble at Sandia unless you the, top three woods off the 10th <laughs> tee box. For those level of golfers, that golf course is not extremely difficult. No. Well, thanks for joining us. That does it for our first segment. We'll go to commercial and we'll be back talking more NCAA regionals. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction. If you're interested in the game of golf, I'm available for evaluations. Uh, just email me, gespinosa at 8gradies.com. This is the 8 Gradies Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Let's get back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Hi, welcome back. I'm Jerome Espinosa. Welcome to 8 Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. I'm Director of Golf at 8 Greatest. You'll hear me talking New Mexico golf Saturdays 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Now it's time to welcome Danny Bowen, the New Mexico State women's golf coach. Danny, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, heck yeah, dude. It's, you know, I've seen you here, there on social media and that sort of stuff. Um, haven't seen you in a while, but I don't know if people know this. You're like an Albuquerque high school golfing legend. (laughs) Well, uh, I I didn't know that. I didn't didn't know I played that well in high school. So (laughs) it's good to hear. Well, David will love this. I'll just use his, his favorite term, but I think in the high school state championship, I saw you make a double eagle on 15 at Arroyo. Is that what it's called, David? Yeah. No, it's not called a double eagle. <laughs> it's called an albatross. <laughs> hey, Danny, I'm David Muttit. How you doing? Hi, good. How are you doing? Good, thanks. I don't think we've ever met. No, I don't think so. But happy to have you on. Um, you looking forward to the week at UNM? Should be in good shape. Yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, we're really excited to head up there. Um, we, you know, when we're chosen for that regional, I think – 
it, it obviously wasn't a given, um, but uh, we had a pretty good idea that that's where we'd be headed. So um, we're just excited to get up there and, and compete um, against a, a tough field. Yeah, well, who are some of the teams that are there, Jerome? Um, well, it's like the who's who, basically. It? Um, it's uh, Oregon, Texas. Um, but yeah, there's a uh, there's some some good ones up there. I think we did the math on it, and there's there's about uh, uh, ten top sixty teams. So oh, wow. uh, we have our work cut out for us. When does it start? Monday. Monday. Uh, yeah, we start Monday. We play eighteen holes each day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, are you, so Danny? Let us tell us a little bit about your team. I know you know I've I follow you on social media, so I see quite a bit. Um, but, uh, if you would go through your team a little bit, uh, introduce us to some of those, some of those girls. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've, we actually have a pretty small roster this year. Um, so we only, um, had six girls this year. Normally our, okay. our roster size is anywhere from seven to nine. So, um, uh, we ended up with six and it's been one of my best groups, um, of girls since I've been here in my 10 years coaching. So. Uh, they were fun to be around and fun to coach. So we have, uh, we only have one senior. Uh, her name's Amelia McKee. She actually came to us as a transfer from Baylor. Um, and she's played, uh, two and a half years for us here and, and been kind of our, um, our number one, number two player, um, basically for three seasons. So she's been solid for us. Um, and then we have, uh, two, juniors on the team uh allison gastelum and uh, alexandra kiwis uh, allison is from mexico um she's been kind of um our one slash two player all all year as well she really stepped into that um that upperclassman role this year and played great for us and um then alex kiwis is from tucson uh she's our other junior um she's been kind of um a little bit bitten by the injury bug this year with her wrist, uh, especially this spring. Um, but she's been a solid, uh, solid player for us as well. And then um, we have two sophomores um, who are each from uh, Mexico as well. Um, we have Aranza Armas, um, who gave us two huge rounds in our conference championship, um, was one of the reasons uh, why we were able to, to win and then the other sophomore is uh valentina orhel and um she's been another another great addition to our team as well and, and given us some some good scores and then we had uh, just one lone freshman from thailand this year uh, her name's meiji tung prapundong and um you know she's been in and out of the lineup she actually played quite a bit uh for us this year as a freshman so she got to kind of learn um, you know, how we do things and how we travel, how we play, um, and kind of got our feet wet a little as, as a freshman. So it's, it's been a, it's been a fun season. Well, that's, that's great to hear. I know, um, you know, I heard you say you got two girls from Mexico. I don't think people realize how good the, the women are, you know, I don't know, you know, those girls from Mexico, they have some really good golf out there. Yeah, they absolutely do. Um, and these are, you know, the three that are on our roster, um, this year, um, haven't been, um, 
you know, the first, the first ones that we've had from Mexico, we've had quite a few, um, in, in recent years and the talent pool is definitely, uh, deep coming out of Mexico right now. So, um, we're definitely trying to, trying to, um, bring as many as we can from, from that region. That's great. So you've got six people. Who's the one that's missing out next week? You only, you only play with five, correct? Yeah, we only play with five, so um, the only one that won't be competing is Alex uh, with her wrist. So oh, we, yeah. Um, yeah, we had to make the the tough decision before our our conference championship on who would be the the five to play, um, and she and she was the um, odd one out, unfortunately. But um, she was still able to come with us uh, on the trip and um, help support the girls, help support the team. Um, but she wasn't able to play, so she'll actually be in that same role uh, when we come up to Albuquerque and um, you know help us out in any way that she can. When are you coming up? Saturday, probably. Uh, we're actually headed up tomorrow, oh. tomorrow morning. Oh, nice! You're gonna get a couple of rounds. We're, we're yeah, we're gonna go play uh, Sandia uh, tomorrow afternoon, and um, then Saturday we're able to um, just do a little short game practice out at UNM and. And then uh, Sunday's official practice run. Yeah, because they limit your practice rounds, don't they? In college golf. Yeah, they do. Yeah, we can't uh, we can't do anything on the course until uh, until Sunday. Yeah, it's kind of weird that is. That's to me. interesting because in professional golf, it's not a problem. Tiger's going to play the Masters. Everyone knows he's there three weeks before. Right? <laughs> the PGA yeah, it's like it, I don't understand. That should be an advantage in New Mexico State that they can drive up and play whenever they want. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, is there a limit uh, yeah. beforehand? Like, when did they say, like, you can't play until that Sunday, but what if you came up yes. a month before? Are you allowed to do that? Yeah, for, for postseason play, um, there are those limits on, on the courses. Um, I think for the host team, the host uh, team at regionals, they can obviously play on their home course. But um, I want to say the the limit is um, one month beforehand. Okay. Um, but we've actually been we we've been able to compete up there uh, at UNM South two two times within the past calendar year. So um, all five of the girls that will be playing have seen it in competition. That's great. Well, the, the Lobos are playing too, right? No, I don't think they're in. Oh, they're not in. Uh, they uh, they did not get in as a team, but they have a they have two individuals competing, mm. I believe. Okay. Yeah, I think I read that too, Danny. So I have a couple questions. For, like, I read something and i don't know you can correct me if i'm wrong so you said you've been there 10 years and you've won whack coach of the year seven of those 10 is that true uh no 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 not uh not coach of the year um so i was the assistant for five years and uh this is my i'll be finishing my fifth year as head coach this this season so that's where the 10 comes from um but as an assistant I, i think that number that you're thinking is um is the the number of conference championships that we've won uh so i we won four conference championships while i was a uh an assistant and then uh this was actually our third um while i've been head coach that's pretty good if you ask me i don't know i mean you know i guess my question would be like how do we how do you do that <laughs> what's your secret <laughs> not that you want to give it away but yeah i you know what to be honest Coming here, my first year as the assistant, uh, I think we finished. I think we finished dead last um, in Phoenix, and um, we had a couple freshmen come in the next year that were just so competitive, and they really 
um, pushed the juniors and seniors that were on that team my second year as as an assistant. And um, ever since then, we, we've just had, um, like I just said, we've had that competitiveness um, on every team. But we've also remained uh, very close as as each group, each, each, you know, each season has its own team. It's each, um, individual that makes it up, but we've been very lucky to have close teams. And I think that helps a lot with, uh, with team golf. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys are together, you know, you guys drive from what I see driving to all a bunch of your events. So, so I'm just looking at these teams in here, Sam Houston, Grand Canyon, New Mexico state, Seattle, Red Hawks, Utah Valley, UT Rio Grande, LU Cardinals. Is that Louisiana? Uh, that's, uh, I think that's Lamar. Oh, okay. LU. Stephen F. Lamar, Austin yeah. and Chicago State. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah, Is that there's, about it, uh, the nine teams? Yeah, we've, we uh, actually had a, a few additions this year to our conference, and that was, uh, you know, a, a few of them that you named. And then there's also... Um, Still, a couple that that can't compete as teams. They've, they've been uh, Division Two move ups mm. to Division One, so they're um, they're still kind of completing their um, uh, what's the word? I, they have a uh, a probation period um, until they can compete in championships. What do they base that on? Moving up from Division Two to Division One is that size of school? Is that how? What is that? I you know what? I'm not sure. Um, I, I know we've had. Um, I know every school that, that, that moves up, they just have to serve that, that probation period. They can mm-hmm. play in events and, um, you know, still compete as individuals, but at conference championships, they, they just aren't allowed to win hmm. or aren't allowed to advance. Interesting. What, so Danny, what, um, you know, what are your expectations for regionals? Well, you know, to be honest, we're the, we're the 12 seed, um, and, and uh, no one really expects 12 seeds to, to ever do anything in these, uh, in these regionals. It used to be 18 teams at each regional. Um, so now it's a little bit harder to get through because there's 12 at each one and four teams advance. So um, I'm just uh, – honestly, I'm looking for the girls to just remain competitive and, and play our own game. We, we can't control – uh, what the number two team in the country is going to do, what the number six team in the country is going to do. Um, you know, we just have to go play the golf course, and um, however we finish, we finish. Um, but um, it, it would be nice to go up there and, and get a bunch of wins against um, teams that are ranked ahead of us. I mean, I would say you guys have a pretty good chance. I don't know the other teams, but playing at elevation when it's going to be windy on a course that those greens can be pretty tricky, I would think having played there is a huge advantage. Yeah. I, uh, I was just looking at the, uh, forecast this morning. I've been kind of looking at it day by day, obviously, but, um, this morning they're, they're saying basically strong winds from, from Sunday all the way through Thursday. So, um, when I see that, I, I, I get kind of excited because that gives us, um, just that much more of an advantage. We still have to go out and, and, you know, hit the right shots and play well and, and putt well in the wind. But um, the harder the conditions, the better for us, because if we get into, um, a, you know, a birdie fest or just a golf course, that's very scorable. There's, there's no way we can, we can compete with, uh, 
with some of those other teams. Well, like I said, you add wind to elevation. That's hard, especially for teams right. that don't do that very often. You, right. guys, you, yeah. you guys live and play at elevation in a windy place. It's, yeah. it's hard to know how much the wind's going to affect the ball when you're at 5,500 feet as opposed to sea yes. ball, you know. So, yes, 100%. Yeah, that's that's ex- the exact reason why the, the more wind, the better for us. Yeah, well, what, it's going to blow. <laughs> what yardage did you guys play that at, Danny? Um, I think they're playing at just about a little over 6,400. So that's pretty... Uh, Actually, I, I'm I'm kind of surprised they aren't playing it further at elevation because when we yeah. played the the 2017 regional up there five years ago, I think they played it by like 6650. Well, I, I bet some of that's knowing the wind that's coming because some of those holes yeah. are too far back. I mean, you got no chance. Five, right. seven, so, eight. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a little surprising to see that because you know 6400 up there is. Is you know doesn't play as long as that at elevation, but no, I mean, that's like ten percent. Add the wind on a couple of those, yeah, and it it really becomes difficult. Well, Danny, you know, um, we wish you good luck. Thank you for joining us. Um, You know, and uh, it's this week, so if anybody out there wants to go watch, they can head out there and watch it again. Thank you for joining us, Danny. Good luck, and you know. Go get them, man. We're rooting for you. Yeah, good luck. All right. We'll, come well thanks, we'll yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, like you said, if any, if there are uh, any Aggie fans up there listening, uh, feel free to come on out. We have uh, free admission, so um, the more the better up there. Great. As long as they're not wobbling in their boots, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We'll, we'll do that afterward. <laughs> All right, Danny. Thanks, man. Take care and uh, have a... Have a safe trip up here. All right. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, good luck. Good talking to you. All right. We have to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction. If you're interested in the game of golf, I'm available for evaluations. Uh, just email me, gespinosa at 8gradies.com. This is the 8 Gradies Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Let's get back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. I'm Jerome Espinoza. Welcome back to 8 Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. I am Director of Golf at 8 Greatest Golf, and you'll hear me talking New Mexico golf Saturdays 10 to 11 a.m. Now it's time for a little bit of our, our ranting, I guess I should call it, but just a reminder that Women's Regional is at UNM South over at UNM Championship Golf Course, uh, the 9th through the 11th. It's going to be windy. You know, got a couple Lady Lobos playing, and the New Mexico State women's golf team is there playing. We just, you know, finished up with Coach Bowen out there, and, you know, we wish them all luck and hope it doesn't blow too bad because that place could be miserable with the wind. So a little debate that we have that I've heard this a lot, and it's interesting uh, to hear people's different Opinions on it? What do you think, David? Could a scratch male golfer beat an LPGA player? No. There's no way. No. A scratch golfer. In the grand scheme of golf, scratch golf is pretty good, right? Absolutely. But you compare... Like, when we're saying scratch golf, we're just saying zero. I get, I mean, we could probably throw a plus handicap. Plus two to two, right? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you're, you're a good golfer if that's your handicap. But... In the grand scheme of things, it's really not that good. Those 
Pros are really, really good. Now, if we're talking a mini tour player against an LPGA tour player, yeah, absolutely. Mini tour player is going to win almost all of them. So much about the setup of the golf course, though. I mean, a scratch golfer never plays on a tour setup golf course. Absolutely. Well, you nobody talks that, about so, that. It's yeah. com- it's completely different. If you had to set your handicap up on a tour played golf course, LPGA, PGA, whatever, it would be so much higher than just going to play at Four Hills on Saturday and posting your scores every week and being a plus two. It's a different, a completely different world. Well, abs- I mean, you know, I, I have a buddy of mine. You've seen him over at the facility, Ross Stewart, who's a, I think he's like a plus three. Yeah. Playing at ACC every day is way different than you said. And yeah. you've, you've done it, so, you know, you could speak to it. But a tour-level setup golf course, I mean... It's not just, ACC, that's for just, sure. Just, An LPJ Tour player at ACC would beat Ross 100 times out of 100. Oh, agreed. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think I've played with a few that were like in the, I don't know what the LPGA is, the Corn Ferry of, for LPGA, whatever they, oh, Symmetra, so is it Symmetra Tour? I think, he, yeah, I don't know. What, I so I've so. played with a handful of them, Jarena, yeah. who's now on the tour. I've played with Jarena a few times. Katie Kempter, who's tried back in the day. Yeah. And I'm t- they don't mess up. No. <laughs> they well, you they can't don't you make hit it mistakes. 250, yeah. Jarena actually can move it out there. She could hit it. I mean, I've played with her quite a few times, but she could really hit it, which is a massive advantage because those courses are not very long. You know, if you can hit it 270, 280, you, you can be dominant on that tour. I mean, and they're, they're, they're chipping and putting. That's what I noticed sure. back yeah. then is like they just, their chipping is phenomenal. I mean, they're, yeah. they're chipping it very, very close yeah. a lot or all of the time. And they just, they don't duff it. They don't skull it. It's not that I mean a scratch player obviously yeah. has that pretty well, but it, you know something that I think people forget too is professional golf at that level they just know how to get the ball in the hole. Well, they, they don't just they're not worried about their swing so to speak. Yeah, you can't be. I mean, you got no chance if that's what you're doing. But what Pierre, what people don't talk about or think about or even acknowledge is the setup of the golf course. Like <laughs> you know, you're playing. A U.S. Open, you're seeing these guys struggle. Obviously, you know it's difficult to U.S. Open, but it's like the, the line between your pitching wedge landing 132 and landing 135, that could be a double bogey, and that's three, four yards. That doesn't happen on any golf course we play in town, you know? No, absolutely. One, the greens are firmer. The rough is thicker, so your miss is penalized more. If you're not in the fairway, it's more difficult. It's just from start to finish is a different game. It's not the same game. So what would you say the average, like, rough length is and we're again we're talking lpga tour venue i don't know of yeah, course I, I don't know if it's like worse or whatever i know those vary because augusta doesn't have much rough that's a pga tour event but you know I, they still have rough yeah i mean their their protection is the slope and the quickness of the greens right um yeah i mean in the in my five the big deepest rough was probably oak hill that was in 2013, and that was, I mean, I'm not even, that was a foot of rough. <laughs> it was awful. And then you got Quail Hollow, which was by far the most difficult one I played. And that was only, I don't know, maybe two inches, but it was Bermuda. So, so the, the ball ball's just... right at the bottom of it. You can't control anything it does. But yeah, the fairways are narrower. The courses are so long. So if you do hit the rough, right? So Harding Park, for example, if your driver landed in the fairway and stayed in the fairway, it was 40 yards from the ball that landed in the rough. And yes. then you're still in the rough. 
Yeah, I mean, right. you're, you're trying to... Yeah, you, you're 240 a, yards from a par four and you're in the rough. No, that's... Yeah, absolutely. I think... Name a know, course where that happens here. It doesn't, right? And that's, that's Well, you can't... You know, the, I know some of these guys would love to try it, but, but at the end of the day, you can't have public, right, playing there. You'll, they'll be out there for... They're out there for five round, five hours already. I mean, yeah. Why do you want eight-hour rounds at your regular golf course? But you're absolutely right. Like the, I would even, you know, we talked about Sandia, the New Mexico Open, when they had the greens firm. That's probably every event for those people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely different levels of tour events and setup-wise. I mean, you see some scores are 30 under par and some are eight under par. So there's obviously a big differential but regardless they're harder than of course you play on a saturday morning so i guess we're in agreement that a scratch player couldn't I, i'd love to see it but i know it's not that's they couldn't do it there's no yeah way. now if you're gonna tell me you've got a plus two handicap who hits it 340 and you go put them on the backpack tees at twin or unm south against an lpj tour player playing those same tees there may be you know length is my length is huge I mean, they can still out-chip and out-put a scratch golfer every single day of the week. But if that guy's got a 9-iron into number two at twin, and the lady's got a hybrid, well, that 9-iron, even though that lady hits that hybrid great, it's so much easier to hit a 9-iron closer than a hybrid. Oh, that's, I mean, you see, I don't know if you follow Scott Fawcett and some of these stroke gains guys, that's what they're about, right? Like, yeah. It, the, the lower the club, you have nine pitching wedge, yeah. you're going to hit it, at least proximity-wise, way closer than any sort of, Hybrid, six iron, five iron. That yeah. is what it is. And I'm, st I'm still not necessarily saying that that LPGA Tour player would lose that match. I'm just saying that would be the instance where someone might have a chance. Yeah, I mean, they like you <laughs> said, they're hybrids and they're long. They hit them great. <laughs> yeah. what, I mean, I always thought that the difference is ball striking. They're going to ball strike the heck out of a scratch player. Scratch player is good, but their ball striking is still well, at the tour level. Well, and... and Think about it this way. You've got a scratch golfer. That you, you're a great golfer if you're a scratch golfer. Then you add that to a top club pro in the country. Well, that scratch golfer can't touch that top club pro in the country, right? Then you've got the top club pro. He couldn't make it on the mini tours and the tours, right? <laughs> so he's that much worse than those guys. And then those guys are worse than the guys that you see every week. So it's like, think about how far away that scratch golfer really is. <laughs> you put Tiger Woods in his prime playing four hills every single day. To a scratch guy, he's a plus 12. Oh, easily. You know, it's like, it's not completely different. It's absolutely easy. Um, you know, we, we're saving marriages in here today. Like, kind of a something I wanted to talk about that I see. And I guess the reason I wanted to talk about it is when I go to a golf course, I go to a range, whatever, I see it, and I just I can just imagine what's going on. But my golf tip this week is don't coach your wife or significant other. What do you think about that? Like, I mean, I see it on the ranges, and it, I just see disaster. Yeah, I mean, I've given my girlfriend some tips in the past, and then she doesn't touch a club for 11 months. You know, it's like, well, why am I so bad still? Well, you know, it takes more than just a tip. Well, you have and, to practice and here's, it. Here's what I see. Again, you know, this is kind of some golf tip stuff that I, it's, I think is very, very easy. Is and, and I have it. I have it right now over at the facility where we're, I'm coaching some beginning women golfers, the worst thing they do is put them on the tee, give them a driver, and tell them to hit it. Yeah. And then they're going to hit it 400 times. They're frustrated. You're frustrated. You're not even to the first green, and everyone's 
not happy. There's a backup on the tee box. The pro shops are aging. Yeah. The marshals on <laughs> you following you. Uh, I mean, you know, I've, again, I have. Do you a, tee it forward with them? Do you like. So here's what, something that's really easy that I think is my sister is in my program who started, never played before. And she plays with three clubs. She takes a hybrid, an eight iron, and a putter. And that's all she plays with. At that level, that's all you need. Well, and She's not going to hit a six iron any different than her eight iron. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And so what they do is, you know, they, they do what they can with those clubs. She gets it around the ground. We get her on the green. I don't tee them off from the tee box. I can tell you that. We start 50 yards and work our way back. So, you know, that's, I guess that would be our golf tip of the week this week is do not teach your significant other. Get them to a PGA golf professional. Get them over to the facility where we can, we can get them in some sort of program and get them playing golf and you'll have a heck of a lot more fun. Um, well, it's got, they've got to be comfortable. You've got to teach them how to be comfortable. And that includes everything from checking in at the shop to how to do the range to when to be on the tee. It's, it's, it's hard. If you've never done it, it's a, no, it absolutely is. Um, it's intimidating. No, it totally yeah. is. I mean, even yeah. to wearing clothes, like that's what I've gotten feedback from them is like, I'm paranoid to what I wear. So yeah. there's a lot more than just taking them to the golf course and thinking you're going to have a good time. It's going to be a heck of a lot harder. You've so. got to teach them how to do all that before you even worry about playing golf. Well, absolutely. Well, that'll do it for today's show. There'll be a link of today's show at eightgradies.com. We'll be here again two weeks from Saturday. Next week, there's a state high school baseball championship, so we will not be on next week for the 8th Grady's Golf Show. I'm Jerome Espinosa. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. Thank you for listening to the 8th Grady's Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa. Come back Saturday mornings at 10 for the latest stories and analysis from around the world of golf on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.